good morning. What a beautiful morning. I hope you're finding beauty in your day wherever it is that you're spending time today. We've got some unique opportunities that in our lives at the moment. Well, I know lots of them don't sound like opportunities, but to be able to spend time at home with your parents or at home with your kids, to be able to do some of those jobs around the house that you've been putting off for years, to be able to get off the couch and walk around the block for your daily exercise and wave at your neighbours, even that, if that's from a distance, to spend some time with God that maybe you haven't had before. Today we're going to be looking at a man named Herod who was a, a fairly powerful figure and he had many freedoms and privileges and a few opportunities to hear from God and to respond to what it was that God was wanting to, to say to him. He'd heard about Jesus and heard his message. We're going to be introduced to him today as Jesus' disciples are going around the countryside and freeing people from sickness and healing uh, people from diseases, uh, casting out demons and speaking a, a message that, that Herod has heard before. He heard it through the words of John. It was a message of repentance and faith. We're reading from Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 14. King Herod heard of it. That's Jesus' disciples and his disciples' ministry. For Jesus' name had become, become known. Some said John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That's why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said he is Elijah. And others said he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. Herod had heard what Jesus was doing and teaching. And he thought that it was John raised back to life again. This John we know of as John the Baptist. Before Jesus even started his ministry, God had sent John along to, to prepare the way. Now think of it like the, uh, the pre-game commentary, where the commentators come and they introduce to you some of the players or some of the athletes and, and talk about their attributes and, and what records are, are maybe going to be broken tonight. John was, in a way, that pre-game commentary. He spoke about the two things that were going to be featured in Jesus' ministry repentance and forgiveness. Now repentance is like when you've wandered off the path and found yourself about to tumble off the edge of, of some high rock face and decide to turn yourself around and find the path again. Forgiveness, it's like the voice of someone who's on the path and, and calling you back so that you know the right way to go. Mark tells us that John's life had been taken from Herod because of the message that he preached. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. You see, when John spoke of repentance or people wandering from the path, he told people things like, don't buy food for yourself when you know that there are others who are hungry. Or clothes only for yourself when you know that others are shivering in the cold. 
or toilet paper just for yourself when you know that your neighbor's in need and there's some on the shelf? Well, today he might have preached that message. Don't be unfair in your business dealings with others. Be content with what you have. For Herod, he said, don't marry your brother's wife. That's against the law of Moses. That's adultery. That's against the law of God. He was saying to people, if you're living only for yourself, you're on the wrong path. And that's one that leads to great danger. God will not let these things go unpunished. I wonder if you've ever heard someone say something to you that you didn't want to hear, but you knew was true. It's hard to admit when we're wrong, even when we know fairly plainly that what the person is, is saying about us is true. But those moments are opportunities. You can focus on how the words make you feel, or you can respond to them in a way that's going to actually benefit you. Herod feared John, we're told, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. Now, if Herodias had her way, John would have been silenced fairly quickly. But Herod saw something of God in that man. He saw him as righteous and enjoyed listening to him. He enjoyed listening but never changing his way. Sometimes people in the church can fall into this trap. We listen to the preacher week in and week out, and sometimes shift uneasily in our chair. But overall, we think that hearing a challenging message is a good thing, and so we come back week after week to be challenged yet again. The book of, in the book of James, we're warned to be doers of the word and not hearers only, so deceiving ourselves you know it's not enough to be challenged and then to turn up to be challenged again we have to respond to the word of god that's why it comes to our ears sometimes outside the church we act in similar ways we love to have long conversations and arguments with christian friends about life and god and see who wins the argument this week but win or lose, there's only temporary satisfaction in winning an argument. So many arguments only ruin the hearers and lead us to even greater ungodliness. That's what we see with Herod. An opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias's daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever it is you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. But because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went out and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a, head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. 
Herod may have thought that there was going to be some day in the future when he would listen to John's message and respond, where maybe John's message would come to him in a way that wasn't quite so confronting or wasn't going to demand quite so much of him as a change of life. He might have thought that by keeping John alive, despite his wife's wishes, that he might even earn some favour with God. There's some danger, though, in trying to straddle a barbed wire fence. Once those barbs bite, you can't be sure on what side of the fence you're going to tumble over into. In the end, Herod made a choice, one that he wasn't prepared for, but one that he alone had set himself up to, to have to do. Rather than look bad in the eyes of his company, he committed an even greater crime. You might not think that stepping off the path is as bad as stepping off a cliff, but, once, uh, but often one, it's one action that, that leads to another. John had been trying to bring him back to the right way, and had he listened to him, he would have been brought back to the path. But instead, he wandered to the point of no return. I said that today is a day of opportunities. Perhaps it's the day when you stop listening to what is right and start doing what is right. Neither John nor Jesus were looking for people who were already doing it, for they knew they could find many who thought they were. They were speaking to those who were willing to face their shame and then be released from it. You know, it's a beautiful thing to walk a trail with God, to know that he's always with you, that he won't let your foot slip. It's a life journey of, of hope and joy and peace, knowing that you're forever loved by God and that he will never leave you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And, and I know that to be true. He walks with me and shows me what is the true path and, and how to, to live my life in a way that will be blessed by God. See, Jesus came to seek the lost and bring them back to himself. I wonder if he was to call your name, would you be ready to respond? This is how you might do it. I want to leave you in a prayer and and if maybe, like Herod, you've heard this message before, but unlike Herod, you want to do something about it, I want to encourage you to hear God's voice and respond to it, to hear what it is he's calling you to leave behind and what it is that he wants you to embrace. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I hear your voice. It speaks to me in my conscience. It cries out to me from within my broken heart. I am lost and far from you, but I want to feel your love within my life. Please forgive me for living my own way, for turning my back on the needs of others and for closing my ears to you. Please open my eyes to what God has done for me in Jesus' death and resurrection. And give me the forgiveness that washes me clean, makes me a new person, and offers me joy and hope and life. Thank you for this gift to me.
not because I deserve it, but because of the, you love to bring back the lost home again. Thank you for the eternal home and loving family that you promised me. Amen. Well, I hope we could continue to share this trail together, this journey through the Gospel of Mark, this call of God to respond to what it is He wants us to do in our, in our lives, to hear His voice and to listen. May you be blessed and may God continue to keep you safe as you walk this trail with Him.